0: Series Heroes, Season 2, Episode 39. My name is James, and I'll be your game master. Let's introduce our players.
1: Hi, my name's Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human magic maker.
0: Hello, my name is Eric, and I play Sten, the half-orc barbarian.
2: Hi, my name is Winter, and I play the elk druid Sariel. Hi, my name is Amanda, and I play Galena, the dwarven
0: bard.
3: I'm Mark, and I play Gish, the human fighter paladin. Hello, I'm Alex, and I play Dupe, the dwarf fighter.
0: And last times on Sometimes Heroes, the group was split up, scouring this corner of the continent for various goals and information. Giege went back to Hamel's Crossroads to run some errands. Sten went to challenge the leader of the Ebon Snow.
4: It's a really cool name, but it's also kind of like oxymoronic. Yeah. Like, isn't that just Ash?
0: Yeah. Huh. Galena went to meet with her previous pirate friends. And... Sariel went to go check in at the center of learning in the Avzal Empire, Zulgrada. And Eden went to go snoop on her bro. We return to Eden in a local bar. I believe it was the Golden Dragon, was it not?
1: It could be. That sounds like a cool place to chill any
0: Yeah, you've got fancy meals, a nice flat desk upon which to scribble your writings.
1: Fancy wines.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But as of now, you have no more writings to do as you've just finished your last assignment and your brother has returned to the keep tower, you assume. To determine who's going to get into town first, I kind of just want all of you to roll initiative. See just who arrives.
1: I'm assuming I am not rolling initiative.
0: No, you're already there. You won. You won this initiative.
1: (laughs) Nice! Oh, also it'd be super hard for me to do that because I'm not in roll 20. What else is new?
4: So we're rolling for second place. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, dupe, we can do this. Get these initiatives. See if we can, we can do good.
0: Only one of you gets to roll. Oh. <laughs> I think it's going to be Geesh.
4: Fine, James. Okay. Well, then I'll do that.
0: Yeah, where's I don't know what I'm
4: doing. I only sort of know what I'm doing most of the time. Oh, snap. Geez all about keeping time. I rolled a 22, in initiative, critical success.
5: Woo!
0: Man, Geesh, you hustle.
4: Oh, yeah. Remember, I'm always running everywhere.
5: Uh, should either me or Amanda roll? Because I guess I can be a a borb now. Should I roll independent?
0: I think it should be you that rolls because you're definitely the one who's navigating.
5: Okay. Sorry, you rolled an eight in initiative.
0: Yeah, exactly the same as Amanda's roll. And Sten. Well, Sten rolled eight too. Nice. All right. Guishe and your B team party arrive from the south the land slowly goes from this verdant green rolling fields to patches of dark rock pressing out of it then eventually into pretty desolate land with the only farms you see being uh, cattle rather than any type of plant farming you dupe connor and odette march north on the road and eventually come into view of a small mound in the distance with sharp angular edges and eventually it resolves into black hill a large fortress in the center of this field what a friendly looking place isn't it just connor absent mindedly agrees hey dupe actually
4: i've been wondering something and what would that be what's your last name i never learned what yours or moop's last name was
3: well since my brother and i left the holds we don't use it anymore but if you really want to know it was hammer dasher
4: wow that's a really cool name
3: i thank you i think that's why he had a hammer
4: oh that's got a last name probably we don't know i don't even think she knows anyway if you die i'll go find your relatives and let them know i don't think they'd really care Eh, they probably care a little bit maybe just a touch a a
3: little tiny bit Mm, i think they hate us so but whatever
4: (laughs) well i'm sure someone cares and someone would want to know uh, I'll say this, 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 the camera pans out as we're having this conversation and we make our way to Black Hill.
0: All right. And along this trip, Odette and Connor have been pulling their weight. Odette generally keeping watch and sentry and Connor generally taking care of camp stuff and cooking. His kettle is a constant provider of hot water. Oh, and to- was it Toki? Pokey. Pokey, there we go. The steam mephit that lives inside it occasionally spat water at you guys if, if it got irked about something. Hmm. But for the most part, the trip went uneventfully following the couple days where there were some men following you, but you seem to have lost them.
3: Hey James, mm-hmm. did Connor tell me why his family is like, not important anymore?
0: Yes, if you asked, he will say that his family were minor royalty, sort of a dukes and duchesses kind of things, and had some lands, but following a series of disasters... His parents died in a plague, and he was taken in by his aunt and uncle. Who then, the aunt was supposedly dead in that disaster, and Jamie, the uncle, died later in action. Wait,
2: okay. Is this the Jamie that I'm familiar with, that we're familiar
0: with? This is low key lore from my home game <laughs> that both Iria and Dupe were a part of.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it Pally Dan?
0: Yes, the paladin oh. you always called Pally Dan.
2: He's dead? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Galen has never met him. The area may have mentioned him once or twice.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, then. So I
4: guess we get in, and how does this place look, James?
0: As you approach this city, there's a lot of outlying stables and various ranches. As you get closer, you see that there is a massive military presence of Avzal banners and local banners from Umbrian minor lords have mustered all their men together. Outside the city, it's much less orderly than outside Hamel's Crossroads. And as you approach the city, you do notice a large encampment of maybe 150, 200 men that bears the banners of the Tahan's Third Line. Whoa, there's
4: that many people in Tahan's Third Line?
0: Yeah, you would recognize that most mercenary companies are bigger, and they split up when there's not something big going on, because very rarely does a job call for their full force.
4: I mean, it makes sense, but it's just, I don't know, it just feels weird to actually see that large a number of people in the area. Odette, do you know if the people... That were chasing us if they were hobgoblins? Because I'm guessing there's a large Abzal Empire presence in this town, right, James? Is that what I'm getting?
0: Yes. Odette shrugs and signs that she thinks that the men that were following you were humans. Okay. I'll say back to the rest of the group, let's
4: be on our toes. Just in case, you know, don't know how deeply entrenched the Abzol are here.
0: Okay. And you walk in the gate and nobody really spares you a second glance. Cool. The guards outside just look at you. And Connor goofily waves and smiles at them, and they just don't care at all. And you end up heading into town, into the main street. And as you are walking down, you pass by a particularly ostentatious inn with a golden twisty dragon carved above the door. Hmm. And Eden, you see Guige, Connor, Dupe, and some lady. Oh, that assassin lady walking by the window.
1: Oh, oh my. Um, Okay, Eden's going to be pretty startled and her eyes will probably get pretty wide from the sight of Odette. But if Giege and Connor and company are hanging out with them, then I'm going to have to assume that everything is okay and no one's going to try to kill anyone (laughs) in the middle of this bar. And I'm also going to wave and call out to Giege. Giege! Oh! Giege!
0: I
4: thought it'd be harder to find you. And he just starts to walk over.
1: I thought it'd be harder to find you. You, Really? Okay, I was only half serious. (laughs) But you made pretty good time getting here, although technically it has been a while. I'm just glad to see someone familiar again. What have you been up to this whole time? And how did you pick up some of our old friends?
0: Hi, Eden. It's a pleasure to see you again. Connor wipes his palm on his pants and reaches out for a handshake.
1: I'll go ahead and, and shake it back, Connor. It is wonderful to see you again, too. How have you been?
0: Oh, I, I've been great. I'm I'm a fully fledged celestial wizard of the third order now, and oh! uh, he looks much better. And he's got like uh, well-made but pretty simple clothes on, and he no longer has a giant backpack. He has a satchel.
1: Congratulations, that's wonderful.
0: Isn't it just?
4: He will motion everyone. He'll say, "Well, you know, Dupe. Dupe has some business with Connor." And he then looks around, leans in close to Eden and says, Odette hired Connor to help me with. And then he points to his eyes.
1: Interesting. I really want to know more, but we can find a more appropriate time to talk about that later, Mm -hmm. most likely.
4: What's the trouble? Who do we need to beat up? Guiche grins and looks back at the group.
1: I'm going to assume that was a joke.
4: You're not in danger? I thought this place was like full of danger. I mean, it's called Black Hill.
1: Well, I can understand why you would think there might be danger, but no, uh, everything is good. I, I, I think.
4: Is your, is your brother an enemy?
1: I, oh boy, how do I explain this? Um,
4: you know what? Let's hold off for now until we find the rest of the group and find a more
0: secure area. Good idea. Also, maybe we should get off the street. We get off the street. <laughs> Are you getting off the street into the Golden Dragon?
4: Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, Eden was already there. I guess it's pleasant enough.
0: Okay. You guys get to, uh, not her booth because her booth was very small and Ronan is tied up at the door, but you guys have a seat and a, uh, man comes up, takes your orders and gets you some beverages and food. And it's nice to take a load off. You've been on the road for a week now.
4: Mm. Once we get seated, you shall say, Hey Connor, if you can, uh, spare the spells, send out messages, see, you know, how everyone's doing.
0: What do you want me to say? Just to see how far out they are. Oh, yeah, I can do that. He does some arcane gestures with his hands and mutters some strange sounding words and just says at the table, Sten, where are you and how long is it going to take before you get to Black Hill? And Sten, you are out in the fields. You're crossing over from this uh, broken tundra into jagged black rock plain. And you guys are realizing that... This border is super heavily patrolled by Avzal and Umbrian military patrols. And it comes to your attention that you are three orcs traveling together. And so the, the going has been slow as most of it has been hiding. Uh, yeah, sorry. There's a fair number of people out here that want to kill me. So it's going to take a bit for me to get over there. Connor turns to the table and says, uh, so Sten is coming. But he says there's lots of people trying to kill him. So it'll take him a little bit.
4: That sounds like a couple days. I mean, maybe we can help him.
0: How about Sariel or Galena? He turns and does the same thing, this time for Sariel. Sariel, uh, where are you and how far away from Black Hill are you?
5: How far away are we?
0: You are significantly closer. You can see Black Hill in the distance and are actually walking up the same road that Giege and his party were previously traveling, unless you're like purposely avoiding the road for some reason.
5: No, I'd, I'd say we're probably just traveling along it.
0: Okay. You know you can make it by nightfall.
5: Right, we're, uh, we're not far out. We should be there around nightfall.
0: Connor turns to the table, says exactly that, and then turns and then, Galena, you get a message from Connor. Hey, Galena, how far away from Black Hill are you?
2: I'm with Sariel, right?
0: Yeah, she just got a message and like told you what was up.
2: Yeah, well, I'm with Sariel.
0: Connor turns to the table. Oh, I could have only sent two messages, but Sariel didn't tell me she was actually with Galena.
4: Ah, okay. So I guess we'll just, we'll wait for the uh, girls to get here tonight and then get caught up. Maybe we should see if we can help Sten. What's the, uh, what's the situation like here, Eden? With all this military presence? What's that about?
1: That is sort of kinda of part of the story that I need to tell you. Okay then. I guess
4: if we're just gonna hang out and I mean how long until till nightfall, James?
0: It's around mid-afternoon. You've got a solid four hours at least until sunset when they are supposedly gonna get here.
1: Well, I wanna learn more about what Gijge and his companions have been up to, at least what everyone can tell me, assuming that everything that happened wasn't super duper hush hush.
0: So what I'm going to say, just sort of out of character, don't worry about waiting for people to get there, because mm-hmm. you can talk about things. When other people get here, you can be like, I tell them the same thing. Done. Gotcha. Okay. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about not talking about things now because other people won't know.
4: Got it. Giege will, uh, I guess Giege will tell Eden what's been going on. Uh, also low key, he's going to be keeping an eye out stills to see if anyone's, if the people who are after Odette, or if, or just really if anything suspicious is happening, like if people are giving them too much attention.
0: Okay, so since Eden and Molly won't have had a chance to actually have listened to your episode at this point, mm-hmm. break it down for us what happened. Sure. As they're eating, you'll say, uh, "I got back to Hamel's, and Connor and
4: Odette were in the Lucky Coin.
0: They both just like wave, what's up."
4: From the, draws out his word, from the previous job that Odette was doing, she was able to hire Connor to help me with my personal problem. Um
1: Which one? Ha, 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 ha,
4: ha. Well, I see you don't need help in the town. We'll be leaving. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just teasing. Um. Yeah, I know. You know, the one, the one that's, that's, he leans forward to my eyes. I know,
1: I know. Okay. I got the, I got the gist when you gestured last time.
4: Uh, eventually, Dupe showed up. We gave him the hammer. He gave us the money. Riser put it in our ledger. I invested in a business. Couldn't quite pull off what we did with the coin, but I invested in a business, and then we head this way because some people were unhappy with. He glances to decide the quality of Odette's work. Oh
1: well, what kind of business did you invest
0: in?
4: Should I just should I just spoil it, James? It's I, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> just tell her. Well, I want I want everyone to guess. Uh, okay,
0: yeah. real quick, everybody guess. This is going to be out of character. What business do you suppose that he invested in, in Hamels?
2: Baking.
1: Bread. That's what? literally my guess.
4: You want you want to guess, Eric?
1: You invested in bread.
0: Yes, bread sounds like a reasonable guess, or bakery. Wow.
4: Okay, so Gies will respond. Yeah, I asked around with a lot of the shops and businesses, and they weren't interested, but the nice lady in Esbeth's textiles and Mending was down. So I guess I have partial ownership of that place now.
0: Connor... Nods enthusiastically as he's drinking his drink and uh, says, Yeah, I still have the clothes I got from there last time. She does good work.
4: Oh, you mean the terrible outfit that Glenn... Anyway, some people wanted to discuss their dissatisfaction with Odette's work. And we decided it'd probably be best to leave town and head your way. So I might have to fight some guys. But I kind of felt that was unavoidable anyway coming here.
0: Odette is just sort of leaning back, arms crossed, and nods.
1: Are you gonna need help with that?
4: Well, I brought help. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. Whatever. I mean, I meant we, additional help. I mean, I think we'll be fine. We've fought a dragon. I kind of feel sort of a little bit invincible at this point now. And with someone like Dupe here, who can, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you're as good at getting your ass kicked as I am, Dupe, but I think we'll be all right.
3: They don't call me the Dragon Slayer for nothing. <gasps> you killed a dragon too. Oh, I think I knew that, didn't I?
0: He scratches his chin.
3: Yeah, I think you knew that.
0: But yeah, we should be fine. Whatever, whatever they throw at us. Okay, Eden, do you want to lay down what's going on for you?
1: Yes, but for now, I feel like I can save time by just saying Eden describes her concerns about why she was hired by Quinn to create spells for him because Mark was there to listen to our entire session.
0: (laughs) Parts of it, not all. This is partially for the players who are not currently, characters aren't with you, but like they will be able to know what's up. And also for the listeners, because like... They need to know what does Eden tell people.
1: Well, to those listeners, I would say, why are you skipping around? And to my fellow cast members, I would say, um, why weren't you there to witness my glorious session last week?
4: Because they're, they're not losers like me who just have free time to burn. Obviously.
1: Obs. Anyway, to make a long story short, it's been a very interesting month. I did end up finding Quinn. I sort of kind of attempted the spy on him first routine, which worked out for a grand total of about 90 seconds before I just went ahead and revealed myself. We did some catching up. Everything seemed almost too good to be true. And then he hired me to do some, let's just say, freelance work that I thought might be a little sketchy
4: usual interpreter say, I see that, and he's got the ledger open, and it's and it says Eden seven hundred fifty added.
1: Oh yes, so that explains where that came from. Yeah. So my issue is that supposedly some of these uh, very oddly niche and strangely specific offensive spells—they're supposedly for the defense of the city. But, if he were to use them in the way that he's describing, based on where we are, it could potentially destroy this entire town. And he's convinced that the area is about to be attacked, but I don't know if the evidence for that is really solid. And I'm just really worried about what this is actually going to be used for, and that some innocent people are are gonna get hurt.
4: Does Eden explain that he's been working really hard at making the spells kind of shoddy?
1: I mean, I don't know if, if you would say shoddy. Just, he has super, super specific and sometimes really odd specifications that he needs every single time.
4: Well, so so who's in charge of this town? Is it the Avsal? Is it, I mean, he's supposed to be, you know, hooking up with the Everlasting Goddess. Is she here?
1: Not that I'm aware
4: of. Well, this place is built like a fort. And the precious wise north of us, are they afraid that the orcs are gonna attack? Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they'd want to destroy this place. It's 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 highly defensible.
1: There has been a lot of talk about hordes of orcs just attacking people, not necessarily out of nowhere, but there's been talk of a lot of attacks lately, a lot of robberies. I mean, people are afraid.
4: Hmm. Damn, I wish we'd asked then if there were attacks happening on his side.
0: Hmm. Also, you guys would know that this town is controlled by the King of Umbria.
4: Oh, okay. So then I will ask, what about the King of Umbria? Is he? Does he seem like he's in cahoots?
1: I'm not certain. I honestly haven't been able to get close to anybody other than Quinn. At least nobody with any real power or influence around here. Quinn is, well, he's told me what I need to know in order to do my work. But beyond that, he's weirdly secretive about the whole thing.
4: Mm. James, I'd like to roll a, I guess, perception to see if anyone's eavesdropping on us.
0: No, it's the eavesdropper's choice to try to be inconspicuous. So as you look around, everything seems normal.
4: I can't roll to see if anyone's being super duper slick.
0: You could insight. The people you see are a group of noble lordling looking dudes all with kilts sort of drinking boisterously nearby Mm -hmm. and the uh, waitstaff. It seems like this place is pretty empty right now. It's probably going to fill up soon.
4: Okay. I'm going to roll an insight and I will also encourage Odette because we be all about that.
0: Odette sighs and leans forward and side-eyes that group.
4: I rolled a 19 in insight.
0: Uh, These people don't know you exist.
4: That's cool and also a little alarming. I guess you're saying that they just completely ignore me.
0: Yeah, they super don't care.
4: Yeah. At that, Gizha will then say so... Is your brother a danger? Is like, is he like working on behalf of the goddess, and he's he's, he's down with this, or has she enchanted him, or is she holding him, holding him captive?
1: I don't know. You're asking a lot of questions that I wish I also knew the answers to, but I don't. Do Honestly, just- it scared me to the point where I deliberately kind of sort of sabotaged the last spell that he asked me to do. I pretended like I couldn't do it. I could have if I had tried, but I didn't.
3: Well,
4: I mean, not everyone is, you know, cut out for detective work. What was the spell?
1: Uh, Out of character. James, do you remember off the top of your head exactly what that final spell was supposed to do? Was that the fire spell? No, this was
0: a how much residuum does it take to break through so much rock?
1: Ah,
0: And generate so much heat on the other side, but it had a specific, like, certain surface area and thickness of rock that was, like, massive.
1: Okay. The spell he was trying to create used residuum to try to penetrate stone.
4: Were they trying to dig, like, here?
1: Sort of, yes and no. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but where we're standing, this whole city is... Basically built on top of a volcano.
4: That's a terrible idea. Michael
1: I one. know, right?
0: Connor is rubbing his chin almost enthusiastically as he looks up at the ceiling.
4: You got some ideas, Connor?
0: Well, I, I wish I had been able to see the specifications, but it does seem like a very bad idea to uh, possibly ignite a volcano. And she's right. This entire region is a caldera.
2: Geology! Calderas are dangerous. Let's not do it.
4: What? I'm not googling caldera.
2: Everyone will die.
1: For those of you who are unaware, Amanda is currently a graduate student studying geology. She is a rock person.
4: A caldera is a large cauldron-like hollow that forms following the evacuation of Magma Chamber Reservoir. Okay.
0: It's a Um, collapsed slash valley-like-ish volcano.
2: So you know Yellowstone? Mm. it it will form a giant ass caldera when it erupts. Gotcha. And kill a lot of people.
4: How wonderful, thank you. Um, Giege will then say, so are they trying to sabotage this town and sacrifice it, or are they trying to erupt the area around the town?
2: Well,
1: if you were to ask Quinn, he would say that in no way is he trying to sacrifice the town, that this would just be to keep anyone from invading On the outside.
4: So is the spell like highly focused around the town so that basically you end up getting a highly volatile moat of lava?
1: Out of character, I'm actually not sure how to answer that question because it may have been, but the way that it was described, I mean, it it was never described that way exactly.
0: Yeah, because this spell was vague enough that you're making a lot of assumptions. You could roll an arcana and be like, is that possible?
1: Oh, shit.
0: With my esoteric academic knowledge, could I figure this out?
1: Not bad. Eden ruled a 17 in Arcana.
0: You don't think so. And as you're musing over that, that you are pretty sure that if you broke through the rock, most volcanoes have pressure in them most of the time. So they would detonate rather than uh, just seep up to the surface, especially if you put a lot of energy into them to begin with. And Connor muses and agrees that like I think if that were to happen there would be a big explosion, not like a lava lake.
4: But would it be an explosive ring around the town? What's like a wall of lava?
0: I'd have to know more about where the magma caves are. I I mean I know that this place is a Galdera, but I don't know where the... (laughs) The pockets of <laughs> gas and whatnot are.
2: Magma caves.
0: <laughs> magma cave.
2: <laughs> magma chambers. <laughs>
0: magma chambers, yes.
2: Yeah. The uh, magma- you should
0: be running this part of the game.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm perking up because I keep hearing geology terms. <laughs>
4: look, look, Connor Connor knows magic. He doesn't know geology. It's alright. He's dumb. Um, he's just not knowledgeable in that field. Anyway, Giege will then think, well, I mean, I guess until the girls get here, we could either go talk to your brother. Would, we, would I be able to get an audience with your brother? Or we could go see if we could get Sten. I mean, if he's in danger, maybe we could like fake that we've captured him and his cohorts, speed up the process, and get everyone back in one place.
1: I don't know if we necessarily need to go that far. There's a chance that you might be able to talk to Quinn. The problem is... He's more or less shut himself up in that tall tower that I'm sure you saw on your way in here. And he will stay in there for literally days at a time. And I'm sure that during that time that he's not sleeping. So it's not always easy to get access to him.
4: Is it a magic door?
1: No, it's a regular door.
4: Gij makes face like, what's the big deal? Like, Like, we could crush a door or pick a lock on a door or do a hundred other things
1: right but if we were to literally explode the door I don't know if he would really be in a chatty mood
4: let me put it like this and 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 I've been thinking this over and hopefully we don't have to how capable is Quinn of defending himself he knows magic so like is he a caster like yourself
1: hmm actually that's a good question I mean I haven't seen him in years Until very recently. So who knows what he might have learned in that time.
0: Roll a... I guess it would just be um, an insight. As you will have been around people who know Quinn or know of Quinn. And you can gather what people think about him.
1: Yas, me! Eden rolled an 18 in insight.
0: (laughs) It appears that people think he's very smart and... Very driven, but no one in particular thinks he's a very capable warrior or a particularly skilled, like, wizard duelist.
1: Okay, well then I will say he's not exactly known for being a fierce warrior, just a brainiac.
4: Okay, well see, I was afraid we'd have to fight him. Uh, If it comes to that, that shouldn't be too much of a problem. But I mean, you know, if we have to pull him away from his desk, I think we could do that without him getting hurt and, you know, someone dying. I'm not saying I want to go there
0: immediately, but you know, putting it out there. So, as you are plotting to possibly go rough up Eden's brother well, instead of. Really? Just. Instead of just, you know, making an appointment, Sariel, Lori, and Galena, you guys walk in the South Gate. And as you step onto the Tavern Row, the party in the Golden Dragon, you look out onto the street and see a familiar elf and dwarf and a uh, half elf lady.
4: Does Lori look like she did in the Toe Jam and Troll? Yes. Oh, jeez.
0: Hey, guys.
2: Why, oh,
4: What? No, nothing.
2: Hi. Hello. Hey. Miss you guys. What's up? The feeling
1: is mutual. This is great timing. Giege only got here very shortly before you.
4: Congrats on not dying, you guys.
2: Thanks.
4: Giege gives two thumbs up.
2: Galena says she learned a new trick on how to administer medicine better. Oh. Butt pinching.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, then I'll be sure to make sure that I get some sort of horrible wound at some point. Yeah, girl. I'm sorry. Did you say butt pinching?
2: (laughs) She, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, well, then
1: maybe we should get somebody else wounded. Ooh, I could, um... I could stab Sten for you. Right in the please
2: butt.
4: Please do. Please how, do. How about you try that on Dupe, since he still has that scar from Sten. <sighs> uh,
2: Galena is like, ah, yes. Dupe and his glorious butt. <laughs> butt. <laughs> but
3: There will be no touching of my butt.
2: <gasps> really? That's not what you implied last time. <laughs> oh, my. She wiggles her eyebrows at Dupe. Maybe,
4: maybe you should splash yourself some water, Galena.
2: She uh, pulls water out of her... Canteen and lets it splash on her But then like pulls it off her body So she's completely dry and it goes back in her canteen
4: So weird Anyway uh, you guys want to tell us what you've been up to And then we'll tell you what's going on with us
2: Well I introduced Lorian to my old Seafaring buddies And I met some interesting People along the way And apparently threads of silver Are in high demand these days
0: hmm. Speaking of her uh, comrades They're all just the nicest pirates you'll ever meet.
2: That's Lorian, right? Yes. Yeah, they're they are nice. They're good guys, and some ladies.
4: Silver, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the silver that we found in the foundations of buildings in Hamels is part of some absal plot to move energy, like on Carter's tablet. So that's probably related to what you were saying.
2: Yeah, um, I was curious about that because I remember those silver lines under the buildings in uh, that one city that we were in. Was that oh. Hamels? It was Hamels, Hamels yes. yes,
4: Hamels. Oh, um, actually, at at that giz will remove the um the map that Matthias gave him, and he'll he'll share it with the group so they can get a look at it. This map outlines the silver shapes and where they were within the town.
2: Oh, cool, yeah.
0: Eden, as you are a person who went to school for actually specifically this, which is arcane architecture, take a look at this and give it an arcane arcane check. Connor will do the same.
1: Oh heck, yes, I will. Oh mildly disappointing eden rolled a nine in arcana i hate single digit rolls
0: this is one of those things that you realize you didn't have a lot to work with because whatever they have is incomplete and so large swaths of it are just blank or only have you know half of a what probably would end up being there
4: he will see connor's interest and be like what do you what's your read connor what are you thinking
0: connor rolls a 12 Uh i don't know Something to do with energy, like you said, probably coming from somewhere else, probably on the same plane.
1: Brilliant deduction, there, Sherlock. Eden will mutter under her breath, but definitely not make it audible.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say he'd be like, "I don't have a lot to work with."
4: He's just gonna like pinch the bridge of his nose as he thinks he's coming up on something, but waits before announcing anything and says, "What did you learn, uh, Sario?"
5: Wait, what? Oh, for Christ's sake! No. <laughs>
0: She was
2: distracted by Dupe's butt. It's a pretty great butt. Dupe uh, is sitting
0: down, you weirdo ladies.
2: <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, you know, there's that little, like, where the pants are a little too low, and you can really get a good view that way.
4: What, what is with you people denying Dupe of his agency? Jeez Louise. <laughs> he's, just gonna, he's just gonna pull Dupe closer to him and just be like, don't you listen to them. You're more than just a butt to us. Uh, what? Who? <laughs> Dave don't share, worry. Anyway.
2: You gotta share. We're anyway,
4: fighting
1: for your human rights.
4: Um, what is, what is, what did Saria learn? Uh,
5: I don't know if what I learned relates directly to any of this. What I found out is there are, there is at least one school in Zolgrada that is actively pursuing making packs with other planar entities for power.
0: So warlock school. Connor is like, <laughs> They They think they make wizards. Yeah, they make uh, warlocks. Excuse
2: me, Ooh,
0: Connor. Well, Isn't that everybody out- knows that most of them are warlocks. It doesn't require right. any skill.
4: He tries to look proud of his of his knowledge, his very limited knowledge, and con- the conclusion he's made of magic. Right, the, the warlocks. But anyway, um, so the schools there are making packs and becoming warlocks. Anything else? Any mention of like an energy or or what these extraplanar beasts are?
5: Uh, I didn't find out as much as I would have liked, and I kind of had to duck out rather quickly towards the end. But I think if we seek out a barren sill, then we might be able to find out a little bit more.
4: He pulls out a small notebook and starts taking notes, writing things down. And then he'll say, "So there's no no mention of silver in Lograda, or or no specific extra planar beasts."
5: Sariel will shake her head, no. Not that I was able to... able to uncover.
4: Okay, so we got two things in play. Maybe one not so much anymore. One, we know the Everlasting Empress, What's-Her-Face, wants to move energy. And maybe they were going to move energy through Hamels, but they're doing that with silver. Silver's magic. And that's important, because that was good against... Okay, I'm losing the bead. But anyway, they wanted to move it at least through Hamels. And it seems like Residuum is used to create a lot of magic energy. Mm -hmm. maybe they're trying to take the energy from this place this you know that's beneath us and like channel it like i don't know a destructive magic with the silver that they've laid out
1: seems like that is absolutely a possibility
4: the second big danger that we have in play or maybe it's not anymore is the geb at the very least i mean we sealed it away but you don't really kill something like that and i feel like maybe that wasn't so much their thing i feel like that was its own danger But you did mention extraplanar entities, Sariel. He takes his uh, piece of charcoal and he taps it against his lip, making it black, not realizing it in absent-minded thought.
0: (laughs) At some point, Odette leans over with a napkin and messily smears it across your face to get rid of the black smudge. But Amanda, you actually recall when Sariel brings up a Baron Hati Sil, that is the uh, trade baron you ran into.
2: Oh yeah, I met that guy. He doesn't like me. Hati
4: Sil? What were they trying to get their hands on?
2: They wanted more of those silver wires. Ah. Uh, One of their people died, uh, and they thought it was my fault, but it really wasn't.
0: Laurie yep. looks a little bit, mm, but doesn't say anything.
2: <laughs> what? It's not. He he didn't have to try to set me on fire.
0: I don't think he was trying to set you on fire. I think he was trying to set the book that you took away from him on fire.
4: Uh, 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 uh Give me a book. Give me a book. Keish holds out his right hand and wiggles his fingers at her.
0: What? What? Uh, th- We just told you it got set on fire. Oh. I mean, I would have liked to see it as well.
2: He was into some weird, wacky magic, like god summoning or demon summoning or something. And then he tried to light something on fire, the book or me. It was in my hand, so it would have hurt me. And then he got shot in the head by an orc ghost.
4: Okay, so summoning things, that sounds like that could relate to the Geb. Also, do you have the ash? You don't have the ash, do you? no damn we could have someone mend that I mean it took in a while unless it was magic but anyway did they say what they needed the silver for
2: no I tried to talk to them but they did not want to talk to me hmm.
4: what about you Lori there uh is there anything that you gleaned that would help us since this is your uh your and your friend's project
0: well we do know that this uh sill fella was paying Well over market value for this rush job, so it must be urgent. Rush job of what? To get the silver to him. Apparently it was supposed to be smuggled, and one of Galena's friends came upon it purely by accident. Sil, that sounds hobgoblin. Was it a hobgoblin? Yes. Uh, Hati Sil is a trade baron of the Otsal, and Sariel said we should check him out, but why, I'm not sure.
4: He looks expectantly at Sariel.
5: While I was in Zulgrada, I observed some students making hand gestures. But I guess now that I think about it, I know that those are just general calling signs. I don't really have a lot more that I could uh, give him to work with. But he is highly recommended for dealing with other planar things.
4: You said hand gestures or calling signs. Like, What, what do you mean? Are you, are you talking like magic? And he points at Eden and Connor with his piece of uh, charcoal pencil. Or are you talking more sign language?
0: And then he points at Odette.
5: It would have been part of a spell, but I don't have enough of the rest of the spell to really go on.
0: Connor nods and is like, oh, you, have, you had the somatic components, but not the verbal? Yep. W- were they using any materials?
5: Not that I was able to see.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm. Well, even half of a spell is very useful. And you say this Hathi Sil fella is an expert?
5: Of everyone that I spoke with that wasn't trying to uh, plug their own school or family member. Uh, he was highly recommended. It looks like in the past, he had been accused of some pretty shady stuff, but was able to clear his own name.
4: Hmm. Something here, but I'm missing it. He just stares at his notebook as people are talking.
0: Connor, as there's a break, says, Oh, I found out my aunt is probably still alive, and Dupe and I are going to go rescue her. And Gija's head rocks are growing, but very slowly, which is unusual because they're already very
4: large. Hmm. Geese is still staring at his notebook and says, oh yeah, and those things that he's saying. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I should also bring up, if you guys are okay, or if you want to, or if we can manage it, I would kind of like to go with them if if we can. Just you know, it's, it's Dupe and Connor. These aren't just some nobodies. Aw. You helped us fight a, a pretty gnarly demon lady, so yeah.
3: Yes, I was vastly misinformed about that situation.
4: <laughs> Geese also mutters to Dupe. He's like... And these, these people don't appreciate shields like we do.
3: I need my shield. Yeah. Hey, Connor. Yes? Are, are you better at magic or is Eden?
0: Uh, I don't know. I assume we have different specialties.
3: No, you don't sound very confident.
0: He looks offended for a second and then he says, I bet you,
3: you can't hit me.
0: And you're like sitting right next to him.
3: Yeah, probably not. I'm probably hammered by now.
4: <laughs>
0: you got through like three drinks and just wavering a little bit. But he's like, okay, uh, Guiche, I bet you can't hit me.
4: Um, yeah, if you employ a
0: spell, you can. I know you can duplicate yourself. I mean, do you want me to try? Well, I'm feeling a little belittled right now, and I would like to prove myself that I am, in fact, a very good magician. Okay, then. Do we need to be standing up, or?
2: I'm gonna say that Galena splashes him with water.
0: Just splashes him, like, not trying to do damage or anything.
2: She does a gentle water whip.
0: The water splashes onto his face, and he's like, no, no, no really try to hit me don't like splash me
4: at that Guiche has like a piece of food on a fork and he's you know begun to pull the fork backwards at the catapult he's like oh oh you mean an actual hit yeah like
2: uh I'd... throw a punch or dab pref- a
4: sword i'd prefer not to do that inside this
0: establishment
2: galena uh, throws an ice ball at him
0: the ice ball like plinks off of the air four inches in front of his face cool no oh. i am an abjuration specialist Oh,
4: yeah, okay. Giege pretends to know what that means.
2: You're not an aberration, Connor.
0: Ab- he picks up the ice ball off the table and really like wings it at Giege, but it also stops <laughs> in front of Giege.
4: Oh, wow. Did you grab it with the wind like Eden does? No, I, I,
0: I have an arcane ward that I can move around. So, right, so I can make- generate oh. shields, basically.
4: That's very handy. That sounds like what your aunt did.
0: Well, yeah, but... I think hers is on a next level. Yeah.
3: Mhm.
0: Anyway, have I proven myself?
3: No, not really. Damn it.
0: I believe <laughs> in you, Connor. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> However, you have verified to me that you probably are related to her.
0: He looks less than satisfied, but nods. <laughs> um, so what are you guys doing? As you have met up and it is now very late. Um, well, not very late. It's, it's now nighttime.
4: Well, where's the good place to stay, Eden?
0: Where are you staying
1: where am I staying?
0: Uh, you actually have a room in the castle.
1: <laughs> ah, yes. I'm a VIP, so I get a really swanky room.
4: Is there rooms for everyone? Because our group has grown considerably now.
1: Probably not for everyone, but there are taverns and inns pretty much all over this part of town. So you can pretty much take your pick.
4: Your brother's in the Black Heap? Yes. Is there an inn near there? I feel like maybe where anything important might be going down, it might be good to be near that.
1: Sure, I'm sure by this point, Eden would know that the closest inn to the keep is... Probably this one. On the corner of this spot and this other spot right next to it.
4: Then I guess we'll just, uh, we'll get a room at the Golden Dragon.
1: Okay. Sounds like a plan to me.
0: You guys grab some rooms and go to sleep? Question mark? There's I like no sleep. reason why you can't explore right now or yeah. do things, just because it's nighttime.
1: Well, I've been here for a month, so I feel like by this point I've done all the exploring there is to do. I even went on a little tourist excursion.
0: Do you want to uh, tell them about these things so they don't have to figure them out themselves?
1: Sure. Um, Eden will give a brief breakdown of the tourist attractions that she's seen so far, even though to be frank, none of them exactly blew me away.
0: Do you remember what they are?
1: There's the thing with the stuff and uh the other thing with the different stuff.
0: Do you want me to coach you through this one? (laughs) Sure. There's the Demon Forge, which is the this is was all an old orcish fortress. And there's these forges that they don't know how to remake and they broke one trying to figure it out.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, I remember that. There's the
0: unbreakable temple which they very clearly have tried many times to bust up the, you know, shrine to Grumsh and things like that. but
1: uh, right, Giege, actually, you in particular might be interested in visiting the temple, I think. Why? Because you're a paladin and oh, right. it's a temple. Yes.
4: It's worth stopping and saying hey to Saloon.
1: Yeah, um, just ask her for infinite successes in everything we do.
4: I don't think I'm high enough of a rank for that.
1: Geez, there's a ranking system?
4: Oh, well, you guys know, but it's it's like Connor. Connor was an initiate. Now he's not. I'm an initiate. I'm probably going to be this till I die.
1: Well, what can you do to gain Saloon's favor?
4: Practice that more than I do fighting, but I kind of feel I'm better as a fighter.
1: Ugh, so nothing immediate? Nothing that we can bribe her with?
4: I mean, I could probably find people who know spells and make the time to learn a spell if it's with my appropriate level.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll let you do your thing and go, you know, chill with your girlfriend, your goddess girlfriend for a while.
4: Okay. He was about to open his mouth when she said girlfriend and then stopped. Then when she said goddess, he's like, oh, oh, you mean, okay.
1: <laughs> just so you know, if you do visit this temple, not that it's easy to miss, there is one particular statue that i hadn't really seen anything like it before are you familiar with Grumch by any chance kind
4: of sorta i know you know i have i know about him he's a nord god
1: well apparently he's taken very seriously around here okay just go check out his statue you'll see what i mean actually i mean i could even come with you cuz of all the things i've seen that was probably the most interesting
4: okay sure I guess I can probably, uh Odette and I can ask for a word on the street if there's anything that's that's going on. Well, I mean, I'd be asking, she would be accompanying me, but
0: you get the idea. Connor stands up. Well, I mean, we could all go. Oh. There's no reason why we have to stay at this table the whole time. That's true. Connor, do you need- Oh, right,
1: do, do... you exist.
0: Wow. I'm joking. I do exist. <laughs> I'm joking. Connor, do
4: you need to do another reading or are we all right for now?
0: Wait. Oh, no. Yeah, we're fine. I'm- Okay. Tomorrow. So shall we all go to the temple then? I'm Kane. Sure. Other players who are here?
2: Yeah, let's go check that thing out. Sure. Yeah, let's do it.
0: (laughs) So you guys step out of the Golden Dragon and really it's just down the street. This large, ominous, angular temple with a tallish tower sticking out of the top. And it's getting pretty late, so there's not a lot of traffic going in and out of it. But the doors are still open. They haven't closed them for the night. As you are walking up to the doors and are still able to see down the side of the temple, you see a couple of people look like they're relatively well-dressed, and there is a youth with a sledgehammer who is handing it to one of them. And as you look on in this strange activity, one of the uh, well-dressed people uh, swings the hammer at a corner of the wall, and it just bounces off without any effect on the stone. There's a general outcry of, Oh my goodness, it really is unbreakable.
4: I want to walk over, my hand on the wall, commune with the stone. Ah yes, the dwarf that Gieges, you... Well, no, I'm not a dwarf, but, you know, I do have rocks to run in my head. That's true.
0: So you're walking over to this group of people along the side of the temple?
4: No, 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 they might get weird ideas about us.
0: I just want to step on over and just pass my hand over
4: any particular section of the wall, because it seems the entire temple is unbreakable, so I don't think it would matter.
0: You put your hand on the wall. It's some sort of black stone. It's very smooth. What do I roll to stone talk to the stone, James? How does Guiche think you talk to stones?
4: I just, I want to I use the stones in my head to stone at the stone wall. Okay.
0: Roll insight on the wall as you press both nice. your palms against it and try to, try to feel it. Get in on the stoop. I think you know about rocks, probably. Um, I don't know. Do all dwarves have stone cunning in 5e? I forget. He's rolled a 15 in insight. Rock feels like rock. I what?
2: don't think I have stone cunning.
0: Yeah, I, Do I, I don't think dwarves have any specific bonus to stone stoning. Geish, you have this moment where you're like, yeah, my rock eyes are going to be really useful. And you press your palms against the rock and nothing. It just feels like rock.
4: Mm. Maybe it's some kind of abjuration like like you, Connor.
0: Connor is like, oh, and he does some gestures and then taps his temples. and You see his eyes. Actually, everybody else sees his eyes glow a little bit. <laughs> and he looks around. Uh, yep, definitely magic. The whole building. Yeah, it's covered in abjuration magic. Um, something like that. But it's actually divine in origin.
4: Ooh. Yeah, that must be that grum statue.
0: All right. I, I, mean, I guess we'll we'll start heading. Okay, you guys head in in the center of the cloister is these five pillars, one going straight up the very center of the building up into the tower that you saw above, and along the walls are alcoves with shrines to various gods. At the very end of this room in a place of highest honor is a flaming eye that you all recognize as Grumsh.
4: Right, right. That's the one that uh what's his name? Nam
0: Namtar? Namtar I know believed in we had to remove his eye, but we didn't know what to do. Cool. Well, if you'll recall, Namtar didn't believe in it at all. It's just something that you knew orcs well, yeah, something you might have,
4: yeah. Wait, he was an orc? He wasn't a, a wild one?
0: No, Uncle Nami was an orc. Okay, anyway. What does Saloon look like in here? Saloon looks like a white wolf with moon motifs behind it.
4: Holy crap, that's cool. He says out loud with no respect for any subtlety or you know need of silence in the temple.
0: Your voice echoes around really loudly and you see a couple of armored figures that you assume are paladins and when they turn towards you, they have big flaming rose motifs on their chests just like mean mug you.
1: He
4: uses his thumb to lift up his silver crystal. He's like, oh no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool.
0: They still mean mug you. (laughs) I will go over and say a prayer to Saloon. Okay, you give a prayer to Saloon. Do you ask for anything in particular? I ask her
4: to bless me with some sort of insight So that I can hopefully see what I'm missing, because I think I'm just there's there's a piece here that I'm not getting.
0: Okay, roll a religion. The rest of you, as you come into this building and see Geige get mean mugged, as he exclaims loudly in the darkened building lit only by candles. Do you all just huddle in the entrance?
1: Not huddle in the entrance. Walk around and admire, I suppose.
0: Okay, Eden, make an investigation as you walk around and admire the artistry of this place. Winter. Eden
1: rolled a sixteen in investigation.
0: Cool.
5: Sariel would come in as well. Uh, I am trying to remember the name of the, the goddess that Saril would most likely pray to. Melora? Yes.
4: Or
0: save. Sariel,
5: uh, Sariel will see if he can't spot a, uh, oh, it would, would Melora even have something in a place like this?
0: Yes, it appears that all the gods are represented here.
5: Oh snap.
0: When you look for Melora, you actually don't find an alcove for her, but then one of the five pillars is actually as you look at it is a representation of the Ouroboros of life with like roots growing into a wolf that goes into leaves that turns into fruit that like something is eating and then is being eaten by the wolf, kind of thing going on.
5: Sounds about right, yeah. I suppose Saria will offer a prayer. I'm trying to think of, like, what kind of thing you would even ask Melora for.
2: I suppose I suppose insight as well.
0: Okay, roll religion. Galena, what are you up to?
2: I'm going to find a nice place to play music.
0: Okay, Galena steps outside and busks. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that the moment you start playing music in here, some paladins are going to come and kick you out. Yeah, I know. All right, roll a performance. So, Giege, what was your religion roll? I rolled a 12 in religion. You are looking at this... Shrine to Saloon and saying your mantra while keeping this desire for insight in your mind. And you generally feel like just that frustration. But as you look down at the stone, you get to, you get the feeling that you don't know how far this temple goes down. Mm-hmm. Most temples that you've been to have sepulchres and catacombs underneath them. That thought pops up into your head. Mm-hmm. Eden, what did you roll for Investigate? 16. As you are looking around at these art pieces, you notice that several of them have had little things added to them. Like what? Like the the eye of Grumsh is actually the flames around it were added later. And as you're looking at it, you're like, oh, this was to make it look more evil.
1: (laughs) Well, I imagine that having flames around the eyes would definitely makes really anyone look more menacing.
0: Yes, and a couple of the, the gods that were clearly represented as something mundane, like Paelor is just a son, and there's been like a, a fatherly figure added in front of it, and that kind of thing. That's weird. Generally, you are able to tell the difference between the original intent of this place, which was that Grumch is just the thing that watches, and not like a horrible, flamey-eyed death thing. Uh, I see. Which is generally how it's portrayed in other temples and whenever they have like an evil god's corner. Sariel what do you roll for religion?
5: Sariel rolled an 18 for religion.
0: And you asked for insight into the situation.
5: Uh yes.
0: I am at- desperately trying to think of how Melora what I- insight she would give to this now, very political and human <laughs> based look, thing. Look
5: Melora th- things things are gonna f- up the cycles help me keep the cycles right
0: energy is moving in weird directions Malora says you just get the feeling that yeah volcanoes explode it's not a big deal but it probably shouldn't happen because people made it happen you get a feeling like that's bad
5: <laughs> seems legit thanks Malora. <laughs>
0: divine inspiration <laughs> please no <laughs> and galena what was your performance
2: my performance was 19
0: Some people come by and drop coins at your feet. You get 13 silver. (laughs) Cool. All right, guys. As you spend a couple of minutes just gandering around this place, offering some prayers, and then meet back up in the center, it appears like, uh, I'm sorry, dupe. what are you doing in here?
3: Um, I would probably find the statue for Paylor and look contemplatively at it and then kind of grumpily leave. You do
0: that and step out next to Galena, who's playing a nice song into the night as people sort of stream by, mostly going home. And Odette joins you, Connor and Lori. Connor goes to the god of knowledge and offers up a short prayer, but then just sort of starts going around and looking at the various statuary and the like, his eyes still aglow. And you see Lori walk around the room, making a few stops, one at Saloon's altar, one at Coralon's altar, and lastly at the empty altar that represents Vecna, the god of secrets. Mm, Vecna. And then she heads outside. I guess since
4: everyone's taking an action, where are the Flaming Rose fellas? I mean, I guess they'd be the ones keeping order on in this temple, right?
0: They appear to be standing in sort of a huddle near the center. They are talking in hushed tones.
4: Can I position myself, get a look at the Grumsh statue without them s- getting line of sight on me?
0: Um, no. Because it's such a prominent dead center kind of thing, like anybody who's even halfway paying attention would notice you. Well, whatever. If they get fussy, I'll explain it. I want to oh. see
5: why Grumsh is taking a trip to Flavortown, it's fine.
4: What does that even mean? What does that mean? Oh, right. Cause, okay, got it. Giege will mutter to the group, those who have not left the temple, he's like, I think this is the top level of the temple. We're on a volcano and something in my prayer, I think Saloon's trying to guide me to look deeper, literally. Like, I think there's more beneath this temple.
1: All right, let's blow it up.
4: No, no, that's not. Wait, wait,
5: my prayer said literally don't do that thing.
4: Yeah, no, that's kind of what they want your brother to do, which we're not going to do.
1: Friends, I don't actually want to blow up the temple. It's exaggerating <laughs> oh my God. slash joking. Just assume that everything I say is a joke, except when I'm not joking, then assume that it's not a joke.
0: <laughs> also, okay. Eden is the only one that knows that literally people have tried that before.
1: <laughs> oh, snap. That's true. Also, there's a reason this place is called the Unbreakable Temple.
0: I'm going to pull up my rope and
4: wait, did you say Odette is still inside or did she go outside? She's hanging out with Galena and Lori and Dupe. Okay. I'm going to tell whoever's still inside, which I guess is Connor, Eden, and Sorrow. I'm going to grab a look at this Grum statue. Just keep me from, I mean, I'm going to use my rope, but try and help me from getting in in more trouble than I need to. Like if one of you could just, you know, pull my blindfold down for me. Connor volunteers. Cool. Thanks, Connor. I mean, heck, you could even do Mage Chan to make sure I don't somehow headbutt you.
0: He does a finger gun at you and then steps five feet back so usual he'll tell his rope to tie him up under his clothes just so it
4: seems a little less suspicious if the guards notice anything
0: god this Um, is so much not less suspicious as fine then a rope goes out of your pack and into your sleeve and then like makes you all bulky and weird sure why not (laughs) um and he's gonna give connor the signal and i want to
4: take a look at this crumb statue
0: okay Connor manifests a little ball of force in front of you, which pulls your blindfold up. Roll a wisdom save. I roll a 13. Is that good enough, James? Uh, Maybe. Is it 14 or 13? Look at your, your item. Oh, I think it might have been 14. 13! 13. DC 13. Okay. You pull up your blindfold and look at this now exceptionally crowded temple. You see a bunch of stuff like cool blood sacrifices and a lot of orcs doing like weird rituals as well as people just wandering around and like craftsmen working on stuff and various explosions as people try to blow up the building Mm -hmm. uh but you're able to force those out and focus on the now and you see a couple of things including that this statue now appears to be looking at you whereas before it was just an eye now it's staring at you but also you see that in a couple of these visions, people are walking through inside where the pedestal is and disappearing into the floor. Wow. Is the eye green? Uh, the eye is black, okay. as are all the other decorations
4: and statues. Okay. Do I see anything beneath the floor?
0: No, you can't see through the floor.
4: And does the stone, does it look like it has some sort of net of divine abjuration magic protecting it? or
0: The stone is weird in your vision in that it doesn't change. Oh. But you you do not see any like weave of spell over it. Wow.
4: So it looks the same all the time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. After feeling like he's seen enough, Giesel will give a thumbs up, which he th- hopes Connor takes as a sign to put his blindfold back on.
0: Yep, your blindfold gets put back on and all the weirdness goes away. And I summon
4: my rope back to my back.
0: Okay, it snakes out. The paladins look like very uncomfortable with this weird thing going on over there, but don't <laughs> are coming over to bother you.
4: I, uh, I'll mention to the group, I say, I think, I think there might be a passage under the Grum statue.
1: Wow, that could be a big deal.
4: We should try and look into this place when it's, when there's less people around. Agreed. And I guess at that we will, we will leave the temple unless anyone else wants to do
0: something. Sound off. Yay or nay? Doing something or not?
1: Nay. Yay.
2: I'm good.
0: Uh, I'm already outside. I I heard you correctly go on a, in that you said nay?
2: No, I said yay. She but- said yay. She's outside. Yeah, I'm outside.
0: I mean, that doesn't mean you can't go back in and do something. (laughs) But, okay, so you guys step out of the temple and are now on the streets. The streets are now even more empty than before. And you busk to the emptiness, Galena, for a few minutes before you realize that only the party is listening.
2: Ew, I already played for you guys a whole bunch.
0: Thanks, I guess.
4: Eish will throw her two copper.
2: Two copper? Wow. (laughs) We we
4: We have a common ledger. I don't even think that makes much of a difference. True. What's happening at this demon forge, Eden?
1: Not a whole lot. When I wandered over there, I felt really out of place. How so? Oh, well, based on their reaction, I would say I might have been the only person of noble bearing that they had seen in a while. The story behind it is interesting,
4: though. I kind of want to go check that out. Is anyone else curious to do something else?
1: No, I'm I'm fine with heading in that direction if, if you want to go see it.
4: Because the only thing I could think of... be do- The only thing I, I would think of doing otherwise would be trying to talk to Quinn. But I feel like if we were to talk to Quinn, maybe it'd be best to have Sten around. Because, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of walking razor's edge. I think that situation can go bad pretty quick.
1: Well, I think you're being a little paranoid.
4: He is tight with the goddess.
1: That's... Yeah, that's fine. I guess I had- having Sten there would be ideal.
4: Has he told you
1: much about the goddess? No, not really.
4: Gij makes face like, I warned
0: you.
1: I know.
4: Okay,
0: I guess if people don't mind, uh, I'll go check the demon forge.
1: I shall come with you.
0: Okay, assuming the rest of you go with him, you guys head out of uptown and towards the north edge of the city, where in pretty much no time at all, you're able to see these four smokestacks basically that are billowing black smoke into the night sky and as you get closer turn a corner and see the bright orange glow coming from these massive forges the night goes from a little bit too nippy of a chill to very warm and there are still just a bunch of men and dwarves feeding the fires and pulling out just stone molds of molten metal
1: ta-da
4: maybe someone here knows about my sword
0: Hey, dude, any of this look familiar to you? Um, I don't know. Does it? Roll a history because you're from not here. How do I do that? Uh, roll an intelligence check.
3: I rolled an 18.
0: Oh, you've for sure heard of this place. They make really good steel here. Oh. Almost dwarf good steel.
3: Yeah, Um, this place is pretty renowned for their steel. It's almost the quality of dwarven steel.
0: Do you know any of these craftsmen? Probably not. Darn. One other thing you guys see, but it's not immediately apparent because it's not glowing or pumping out smoke, is there was clearly a fifth stack that is kind of this just ruin of stone. Hmm. You said they tried to take that apart, Eden, and they broke it?
1: Well, they don't know exactly how it was put together. No one seems to be able to figure out exactly how it works.
4: They don't know how a furnace works?
1: This one in particular produces just ridiculously high-quality products, and no one is exactly sure how.
4: did the orcs have portals to various planes like the dwarves did? That's the only thing I could think of for a furnace not being, you know, a furnace.
0: As a person who's proficient with maintaining and hypothetically constructing weapons, you know that good furnaces can get a lot hotter than bad furnaces and make different qualities of iron and steel. I take back all those things I said.
4: <laughs> huh. Well, I'd like to take a look at that if I can, but I kind of just want to see if I can find someone who I can ask about my sword. Is there like an area where people might go and talk to a clerk or something, James?
0: There appears to be not a lot going on except for the men that are feeding the forge and the men that are pouring... They're basically just like pouring the metal into ingot molds. Mm.
1: I mean, the last time I was here, everyone seemed... You know, pretty chill, I guess is the word I would use. I think maybe if you were to approach just any of the workers, maybe they could point you in the right direction?
4: All right, then. He will enter, but then he'll look to those and be like, see if there's something special about this place. Maybe, I don't know, maybe if there's something magical.
1: Well, certainly that could be the case.
4: I guess I'm going to approach a dwarf, James. Is there one that looks like he's not so busy?
0: You see a couple of men and a couple of dwarves who appear to be taking a break, and as you approach them, a uh dwarf looks up at you. He has sort of a short, braided back beard, and he is very sweaty. Ew. <laughs> You'll say, Does the name Kovumi Iron Toe mean anything to you fellows? He looks at the man next to him and they both laugh uproariously and slap their knees. He's like, Who hasn't heard of Kovumi Iron Toe?
4: Uh he will then pull out his sword and say I have a sword made by him, and regrettably, I'm not as knowledgeable as a dwarf. think you fellas can tell me something about it.
0: Uh, wh- They both look taken aback, like, who is this stranger coming to us and being like, hey, do you want to look at an artifact? Um, but they both set down their sandwiches and <laughs> come over to you. One of them is holding a lantern and looks closely at the sword, and they both sort of geek out about it. They're like, whoa, look, it's his maker's mark. And there, this is, this is an oath blade. Who are you? To have such a weapon.
4: Oh, snap. (laughs) I'm wondering if I should give my name. Giju will actually introduce himself.
0: Why is there such a big posse behind you? Are we in trouble? Oh, no,
4: no, no, no. We're meeting up in this town. It's not.
1: Polite wave. Maybe taking a couple steps back is what Eden is doing because she doesn't want to make anybody feel
4: uncomfortable.
0: Both of these these sweaty men look up at you and wave and smile nervously.
4: Giju say we're tourists. Just don't. There's no danger. Though, so, do you fellows understand what this oath means?
0: The dwarf scratches his beard and reads the words in Dwarvish off to you. Stand in victory on the east shore. Mm, sorry. This was a big fad for a while to have oaths built into your blades, but many people realize that if you made the oath too easy, the blade didn't have any power, and if you made the oath too hard, it was never useful. So they don't really do it anymore.
2: Ah, alright then. Yeah,
4: I've been having trouble getting this oath fulfilled kind of kind of scant on details it's just four words, you know? Puts the sword away.
0: So, can we help you?
4: Oh, um, no, I was just curious to see if you guys knew anything about this sword. I apologize if I interrupted your lunch, or rather your meal.
0: Well, if you come back tomorrow, there's lots of master smiths who might know more. I mean, we just work the bellows. Ah,
4: well, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I think I might do that. Thanks, guys.
0: Uh, no worries. Have a good middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh i'll rejoin the group good times you all witness Geish have a very uh strange encounter with a couple of forge workers
5: well we haven't seen Sten yet connor can you message him and see where he's at
0: oh yeah sure connor does the exact same gestures and then opens up a message with sten uh sten you haven't showed up yet uh are you in trouble where are you and should we come get you uh eric are you there Eric says something like, oh, heck, it's actually dangerous out here. Maybe we will add this later. (laughs) Editor's note, Eric had some technical difficulties and unfortunately wasn't able to get back on for the rest of the game. Connor turns back to you and says, seems like he's having a lot of trouble getting close to the city. And then once he gets here, what's he going to do? He doesn't have any protection, a reason to be here. He might just get killed.
5: Can you find out about where he's at and we can go meet him? We can figure something out.
0: He told me generally the direction he's in, but once we get closer, we can continue to message him and get a more accurate bead, but he's northeast right now.
5: Okay, we can head in that general direction.
0: We're doing it. We're going to roll in there deep with the, I don't know, what, eight or nine of us?
5: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're doing.
4: There's eight of us. Let's
0: do it. So y'all head out the Kingsgate, which is now the middle of the night and requires some degree of coercion to for them to let you out. But you're not trying to get in, so they don't have a good reason to say no?
5: We gotta pee, don't ask questions.
0: <laughs> and after a little bit of confusion, they eventually s- sort of are like, Okay, I'm just gonna make sure it's clear on the other side. And the guard runs up to the top of the wall, looks over, looks around. Okay, uh, we're only gonna open the gate for a little bit, and we can't let you back in till morning. But have fun. And the gate cracks open, and you guys scoot out.
5: No worries, thank you. Monster it's- hunting, it's fine. Isn't
4: that what the kobolds had to do with go pee. You says as we walk out the gate.
0: <laughs> and with that, as you step out into the darkness, the craggy black landscape not reflecting any light from the half moon in the sky, we'll wrap for the evening. That our heroes leave the safety of Black Hill on a quest to reach Sten but can they find him before he
3: runs into less friendly arms Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes